The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your name. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And It's a boat coaster now, is it? <laughs> Uh, welcome to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Monday morning. By the way, um, you know, I'm sharing some of your comments <clears throat> when I get them concerning that little intro there with, with the young people. And uh, <clears throat> most recently, move my mic out of the way here a little bit. Uh, somebody put, best intro ever. Love those young voices lifted up in prayer and defiance of evil. Um, and uh, it's, you know, I sent it over to Matt uh, Truhella. It's his kids who made this. And uh, he said it's always good for the heart to hear something like this. And he shares it with those young people. I, I don't know how many views they've got on that video now as we're, as we're putting that out. But I think, you know, to me, I'm not a, I'm not a 
Pledge of Allegiance person. I, that's not me. I, I'm not one of those. But I'll tell you what, that that intro right there is where our allegiance belongs. We are supposed to be citizens of heaven, and as such, our allegiance belongs to no one except King Jesus. That's it. And uh, our yes is yes, our no is no. I don't need to make an oath or a swear or anything like that. My allegiance is to Christ, and uh, and I hope yours is as well. Now, with that said, if you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you can scroll down on the right side of the page, and we are streaming live. Second video down. Just click on that, and you can make it larger. That's right. You can see the face made for radio. And you can also click on the icon for the platform and join us in the chat. Love to see you guys in there every morning. It's such an encouragement. It really is. And uh, and thank you for your support. Not only in doing that, many of you f- support us financially with your prayers. And when we're out and about in the States, if you're able to get there, you come and support that. And we really do appreciate uh, the support that you give us. Also, <clears throat> right above that is where you can see Bradley's show from Saturday. You can click on that and watch that up until 3 p.m., Eastern time, that's when he'll go live, and that he'll fill in live right there on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And uh, if you miss it, you can go to our Rumble page, which is Sons of Liberty Radio Live, all one word, and uh, you can pick up all of our uh, shows from there. And people ask, why, why, do, why do we have to wait on this five-minute thing on the replay? Well, guys, that's why that little bar is at the bottom. You can scrub past the five minutes. You can scrub past all this, the formalities that I do. You can just scrub past that on the replay. You don't have to, you don't have to wait on that. But what we do the five minutes for is to stabilize the stream, to get people on the stream before we start. And we start at five minutes after because that's when the radio opens up for us. So if, if you're wondering about that, that's what it is. Real quickly, if you'd like to subscribe to our email newsletter, that's right above where the live streams are. Put your email in there. We don't rent it, spam it, or sell it to anybody. You get one email from us a day, including the morning show archive. And then if you agree with what we do, there's a donate button at the top of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty. That link is also at the top of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And our store is available as well. Now, this week in our store, <clears throat> we're offering the Prayer That Rocked the Capitol DVD. This is uh, back in, from 2011, reaching back in the Wayback Machine. Uh, Bradley was invited to pray there. And... I didn't see anything that was necessarily offensive there, uh, but boy, his prayer went national, and he used the J word. That's the Jesus word. The you know, I mean, and they said, "Oh, you can't do that." And the the media had a heyday with it. But watch the video, and you'll see. Wow, they just lost their minds over nothing, really, just to to bring uh, you know try to attack Bradley. But they really gave him a national platform through that. You can get that DVD for 25% off this week only through Saturday at midnight using the promo code 25PRAYER. 25, the number 25, PRAYER, all one word. Use that at the checkout when you pick that up, and you'll get 25% off the DVD if you've been wanting to get that for this week. Now, what we're going to do this week, except for Wednesday, Wednesday is our normal day, our Rotten to the Core Wednesday with Lynn Taylor. This week is the anniversary of something that most Americans still have never heard about. They have still never heard about it. In fact, on, make sure I got my days right, on Friday, it would have been 10 years 
since the downing of Extortion 17. You say, well, what's Extortion 17? Well, Extortion 17 was the call sign of a particular Chinook helicopter, military helicopter, that was carrying uh, several members of our military, including 17 Navy SEALs. I think there were, I, I wanted to say there were some Army Rangers. I'll have to go back through my list of stuff that I've got here because I, I pulled up a lot of stuff and th- I did this years ago. So um, a lot of this, yeah, I, I've, I just, I've got to get all the details. But this week, every day, we're going to make an emphasis upon Extortion 17. We'll let you know what's coming. Tomorrow, Lord willing, we're going to have Stephen Spivey. He's the guy who has produced a Fallen Angel. I'm going to show you the, the trailer for that in just a moment. Fallen Angel. It is a, a documentary movie of sorts that's that's uh, out, and um, he's he's going to be talking about that tomorrow about the the making of this. No, not Black Hawk Down. This is Extortion Seventeen. This is something different, and this is something that the guy occupying the White House is is partially responsible for the death of these guys. I say partially because he's not the only one who outed them. Okay. And we're going to get to that in just a moment. But uh, we're going to focus on Extortion 17. So Stephen Spivey is going to join us on tomorrow. And then on Thursday, Don Brown, the author of um, the the book, we've had Don on a couple of times before, just across the line over here in North Carolina from me, and uh, <clears throat> about the shootdown of Extortion 17. He's the one who went all the way through the Colt Report, broke it down so people like you and me can understand it, in that book, and uh, and then on Friday, we're going to have uh, Joni Marquez. She was in the uh, the Air Force, I believe, and she was an officer there. And she's got a story to tell out of this as well. And we're going to try to pre-record her show on Thursday to play it for you on Friday because she's on the West Coast there. So lined up this week is something to remind the American people that justice has never been brought not only on Joe Biden who outed these guys, but on Leon Panetta, the former defense secretary under Obama as well. They have never been brought to justice for their crimes against these men. Never. And the sad reality is most of America haven't even, hasn't even heard of this, and this is a bigger scandal than Benghazi was. This is a much bigger scandal. You've got 17 Navy SEALs. You've got some uh, National Guard who were killed in this. I want to say there were some Rangers on board, too. But this is a bigger scandal than Benghazi. And yet, when running for the White House, what did Joe Biden tell us? Well, let's let's hear it from his own mouth, okay? Shall we? Hang on. Now he's proud of. Let's back him up. Now he's most proud of. For eight years, there wasn't one single hint of a scandal or a lie. <laughs> Not not one not one hint, you know, not one hint for eight years under Barack Hussein Obama Satora Sabarka, the great usurper, not a president, the usurper of the White House, there was not a lie, a single lie, or a single scandal. That's Joe Biden's own words. Okay? And yet we've got an a, a list that's been built up. There was a guy by the name of Dan. He has a little website called Squirrel Heel. And at that, you know, he started out talking about 1,063 documented examples of Barack Obama's lying, law-breaking, corruption, cronyism, etc. 
the last that we put up, Dan had found out 1,375 well-sourced examples of Barack Obama's lies, hypocrisy, law-breaking, corruption, cronyism, and waste. But no, not a hint of a lie or a scandal. Not, not a hint. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. It's it's amazing to me that some people will fall for that. There are people who will fall for what Joe Biden said. And there were people who will promote it as well in the Mockingbird media. But uh, not here on the Sons of Liberty. So on the Sons of Liberty, what we want to do is we want to draw attention to the scandal that was bigger than any of the others, as far as I'm concerned. The only thing that comes close is Fast and Furious. And that's because of the numbers of deaths. They dwarf any of the scandals of the Obama administration, hundreds of them, Mexicans as well as Americans, including two U.S. federal agents, okay? Two federal agents under the Fast and Furious. And by the way, nobody's been brought to justice over that either. Nobody. And, And I want to remind you, those of you who think the answer to this is to vote red, I want to remind you, that when you voted red in 2016 and you put all these Republicans in, none of them brought any justice against any of the for any of these crimes. None. That were committed against the American people. If you think that's the answer, you're part of the problem. You are part of the problem. You might as well join the other team. <laughs> I mean, I, I get frustrated over it because people don't think. They don't think about what's going on here. And uh, so I want to draw attention to this. So here's Extortion 17. At least 38 people died on board this helicopter. Okay, They were going through the uh, Tangier, Tangier I, ho- I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, valley. Now, if you don't know what that is, this is a valley in Afghanistan that had been cleared multiple times. I think it was up to about eight or nine times. This was like the eight or ninth time they were clearing it from... The tal- you know, people in the Taliban being in that in that valley. In fact, if you've seen the film, um, I want to say it was Twelve Strong or something like that. Has the guy? Um, I can't think of his name. Chris Hemsworth or whatever his name is. Anyway, he's leading the guys in there. The first time they go in, you know, right as the twin towers come down, and and they're kind of being moved in there, sort of silently. Uh, his team is, and they have to go and clear out clear out that valley. That's the same valley that, that Extortion 17 is taken down in. Now, <clears throat> how is Joe Biden linked to this? Well, what happened was, is we're told, we're told by the media and by the Obama administration, neither one of which you can trust, that Osama bin Laden was killed here recently, you know, during that time, 2011. We were, we were told he was killed then. I'm not buying it. Don't get me wrong. I don't believe that at all. I think the guy was dead long before that. From other reports that we have, I think he was dead long before that. And people say, oh, we, we did a DNA match and blah, 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 blah. Well, you can see how stuff is manipulated during this whole convid thing, right? I have no problem believing that they manipulate DNA too. It's interesting too that we have a guy who comes out and writes a book saying, "Oh, I'm I'm the guy who took the shot and killed Obama, uh, Osama bin Laden." How how does that happen? How how do they just let a guy off the chain to come out there and write a book and put it all out there and say I was the one who pulled the trigger? 
I just, I don't buy it. Okay? Call me skeptical. Call me cynical. I don't buy any of it. But nevertheless, they took his body, they washed it according to Islamic rituals, and they dumped it off the ocean, courtesy of the American taxpayer, off of one of the Navy ships. People couldn't see anything. People didn't know anything. We're just told to believe our government, right? I don't believe them. And yet, here's what happened. Joe Biden comes out, and he's the one who tells on SEAL Team 6. Now, just so you understand, if you're not familiar with it, and these are things I learned along with you know, doing some of the interviews that I did, SEAL Team 6 is not like a dozen guys. Okay, It's a whole lot more than that. SEAL Team 6 consists of dozens of men in the, the Navy SEALs. And one of the things that Joe Biden did was he outed the he outed the seals that they were a part of quote unquote this you know raid on Osama bin Laden? Now it wasn't just him. Uh, when I talked with Billy Vaughn, he's the father of Aaron Vaughn, who was killed on board Extortion Seventeen, and I did an interview with him, and he said that they had a pretty high goal when they wanted to get Congress involved in all of this, and he said that Vice this is his quote. Vice President Joe Biden committed a breach of national security when he outed the SEALs. And he says, we want to see him held accountable, and if need be, we want to see him punished. Yeah, amen. That is the one thing that we talk about here over and over and over, that Joe Biden and the corrupt in Washington are never brought to justice, let alone given any punishment. But it's not just Joe Biden. Former Defense Secretary Leon Panetta outed SEAL Team 6 on June the 24th, 2011. And in doing so, they painted a target on these boys' backs. All right, now let me, let me lay that out for you how that is. Now, I've talked with parents of some of these men, including the Vons, and they say, look, when this happened, we're talking about a matter of months from the time they outed them to the downing of Extortion 17 in 2011. Just a matter of maybe three months or so. Okay, These SEALs told all of their family members, get off social media. Wipe everything you've got off of there. Get rid of it. You know, Get quiet. Watch your back kind of thing. We've got a target painted on our backs. And why did they say that? Because these two men who were entrusted with real national security, not the stuff they give you to cover up uh, the crimes that were committed in the JFK assassination or 9-11 or any of that stuff, real national security, the security of our, of, our, of our military guys here. They said, get rid of it. A target's been painted on our backs, and if it's painted on ours, it's more than likely going to be painted on our families. They knew it. They knew it was coming. And in doing that, they got on board this Chinook helicopter. Now, what you have to understand about this Chinook, this is not what the Special Forces trained on. They trained on a different kind of helicopter. This is something out of Vietnam era. Okay, And as we go through the week, calling attention back to Extortion 17, demanding that we get some justice here for these men, 
you got to understand that they were given old equipment to do strategic strikes. In fact, when I interviewed Billy, Billy Vaughn, the father of Aaron Vaughn upon Extortion 17, one of the things he said was they started out with a relatively small number of missions over there in Afghanistan. And do you know what happened? They cranked them up to where, I think he said, if I recall correctly, about 300 missions a month. 300 missions a month that they were doing over there on these helicopters that weren't for use for driving in uh, special forces. In fact, any of you guys who have seen the film uh, Lone Survivor, you'll see that there was a Chinook that was attacked there too with a lot of uh, military guys on as well. And if you watch that, there can be no doubt, there can be no doubt at all that the Obama administration was right in there to target our guys. I say our guys because they're not their guys. Obama is a foreigner, okay? He is not a natural-born citizen. He isn't even really a citizen. This guy couldn't even pass, pass E-Verify to work at McDonald's. We've got the documentation for that, too. But the point is, is this. These guys got on board there. They were involved in it, and we found out from Billy that it was the Afghans who had the final say in every mission that was undertaken by Americans in Afghanistan. Let that sink in for a second. The Afghans were able to call off a strike. They were able to call off a mission. They had eyes on the missions, every one of them that went. They were the final word on what happened over what went on with our guys over there. Doesn't sound like something that should be going on per the Constitution, does it? Nope, sure doesn't. And let me tell you something. The guys in that government over there, they're not our friends. They're not our friends. I don't know why we act like they are. There are many of the Afghani people who are. I, I don't doubt that. The guys in the government, you can forget it. They want us out of there. And for good reason. For good reason. But here they were in charge of all of the missions that were done that the Americans were doing in Afghanistan. And we come to find out, lo and behold, uh, Saudi Arabia had something to do with it. We don't do anything to Saudi Arabia. We went into Iraq for no good reason. Right? So what I want to do is this morning, I'm going to take up and uh, bring in this trailer for Fallen Angel, Call Sign Extortion 17. This kind of will give you a flavor of it, and then we'll uh, be talking about some other things here and throughout the week. I, I really do hope that you'll share this, not for the means of promoting SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, but to inform the American people. See, this is, part of, this is part of the thing that's went on with the election and stuff, is that people are being informed about that, but it's because people are sharing the information. There are a lot of people, when you say Extortion 17, they look at you like, what? What is that? And you tell them, and you're like, how is this not on the news? Well, it was, but very, you know, a sort of back page story. It's the largest life, largest loss of life in the Afghan war. That's how big it is. All right. So here is the um, here's the trailer for Fallen Angel 
Call sign extortion 17. Again, we're going to have Stephen Spivey on tomorrow, Lord willing, to talk about this. We understand that a plane has crashed into... The biggest and most costly manhunt in U.S. history is building to a crescendo. The United States killed Osama bin Laden. Sources say an elite division of the Navy SEALs carried out the operation. There are reports surfacing that Al-Qaeda has placed a 50,000 U.S. dollar bounty on the heads of any U.S. Navy SEALs, dead or alive. Nobody's going to survive that. There's nobody in that. This is the single largest loss of life in Afghanistan in a single incident. Most of them are U.S. Navy SEALs. My job was to protect, and uh, that night I wasn't able to do that. And that's Joni. She'll be joining this us Friday. This should have been 10 minutes from wheels up to wheels down, but we lost communication with it. We've had two U.S. Army pilots verify that a black box was installed on extortion one seven. One of the more sensational stories is that the black box was washed away in a flash flood. That's appeaser Jason Chaffetz. Yes, so without a doubt, that black box was installed. We discovered bullets in the bodies of the Navy SEALs. The military threw them away. More likely than not, that supports a shootout on board. Some of the families were told that the bodies were not identifiable. That is absolutely not the case. And in fact, their sons were cremated. I called the commander. I said, why'd you cremate my son? My son didn't want to be cremated. Every American should be taught about what happened in Extortion 17. The families want to know the why. We owe that to them. The tragedy is the caliber of men that were lost. What we do know is that it is clear that someone wanted the truth out. Okay, that is the uh, the trailer there for Fallen Angel, and <clears throat> I know Tom Trento down at the United West. They were involved with some with some things here in producing some of this as well. And you see some of the people who are involved in that. Don Brown, we've had on before again. He's the author of the uh, Shoot Down a Call Sign, Extortion Seventeen. And, uh, of course, Joni Marquez, she's in there. Uh, you know, her testimony is very relevant here. So uh, we're going to try to do that pre-record on Thursday and to bring it to you on Friday morning. But all this week, our focus is Extortion 17. Now, I made mention of Jason Chaffetz in here. And I'm going to be bouncing around here for the next half hour, okay, because we're going to get into some details throughout the week. But I, mentioned, I made mention of Jason Chaffetz. Do you know the families were all over Jason Chaffetz to have a congressional hearing on this? And when he finally got around to doing it, the questions in it were so softball. And he they brought in people who didn't know squat about anything. They had just been installed. They were not people who were there before to answer questions out of the Defense Department stuff. And there was like one question, and I think this was from the Vaughn's um, representative down in Florida. There was only one question in the whole entire hearing. I think they had a couple of hours, of which 
a guy like Trey Gowdy down my way here in South Carolina didn't even show up. He's supposed to be on that committee, and, and he didn't even show up. But Jason Chaffetz set it up, and <clears throat> none of these guys asked any pertinent questions, any you know questions, that, and this is the only hearing they've had that result in this. And I think, and I think many of the family members think, that Jason Chaffetz got out of Washington because he knew they were on to him. They were exposing him for the little weasel that he is. I, I, if you're not going to go do the job, don't go up there. Just don't go up there. Okay? And not another person in D.C. is going to get my endorsement. Uh, as far And I'm, I mean by that, my vote. They're not going to get it. I am not going to comply with people who won't do their job. Okay? Just not going to give them my, my, uh, my support at all. Okay? But that's what this is about. So what's some things, what's some pertinent things that are in the story of Extortion 17? Well, let me give you a few of them. A couple of them you heard in the video. There was the issue of a black box. Now, most of you know what a black box is. You've, you've heard it. It's not really black. It's usually orange. Uh, so I don't know why, I don't know how I got the term black box. Maybe I need to learn, look that up and learn something new today. But the fact of the matter is that most of us know them on airplanes, we know there's usually two of them, one that records what's going on in the cockpit, what's being said, and the other is uh, an instrument recorder that records you know, all of the things that's going on electronically or mechanically within the, the, uh, the aircraft. Okay? So we were told we got two different stories when we asked about black boxes concerning Extortion 17. We were told, well... They had them, but they got washed away in a flash flood. Baloney. Baloney. Then we were told, no, these weren't fitted with those because they were these Vietnam-era kind of helicopters and they didn't have them and all this. We actually have the pilot who flew it, I believe, from Florida over into Afghanistan. Okay? We have him saying specifically, yes, these had black boxes on them. We know they had them. We also know that when they were sent out that night, when they were sent on this specific mission down there in that valley, that when they went there, there was a, a, a change of personnel. <laughs> if I recall correctly, they changed out seven Afghanis who were on board for seven other Afghanis. Okay. And they had a, an Afghan interpreter there as well. And if you know anything about what's going on there between the Afghans and the Americans in Afghanistan, you know, there are some, some decent Afghanis. Okay, there are. <clears throat> There's some decent people there. But what, what often what happened was they would send these Afghanis in with the special forces. <clears throat> and the Afghanis were lazy. They lagged behind. They would often put the special forces in danger due to their stupidity, their laziness. We also know that as they were training police forces over there, they were turning on the guys who were training them, um, the Allied forces, including the Brits and such. It was called uh, Green on Blue Attacks. Now we have photos of a couple of guys one of them was a British guy. One of them was an Afghani guy. He they just finished the training, and they swapped weapons to take a picture. 
And immediately after the picture was taken, the Afghani took the other guy's so, the soldier's gun that he was holding in the picture and shot and killed him. And yet we're stupid enough to still be over there. You know, the Russians learned in the 80s real quick to get out of Afghanistan. That it was a quagmire. We still haven't learned after two decades. All right? So you have this changing off of Afghanis. And the interesting thing is there's no record of who they are. Now, this is unheard of from everybody I've interviewed on this. It's unheard of that you don't know the names of the people you put on these flights, especially with special forces. And yet, these guys were put on there. What's even more disturbing, all right, what's even more disturbing, you saw near the end of the, um, the trailer for Fallen Angel, there were, there were these uh, planes lined up, and they were bringing out coffins with the, uh, uh, w- with the flags draped over them. Okay? Do you know that they brought them in there, we have video of it, of an imam conducting the service over our personnel, over our military personnel, condemning them to hell. And there was a lawsuit that was filed over that whole thing too. And then when they came home, there was a mixture. There were Afghan flags over coffins. There were... uh, U.S. flags over coffins. Some people presume that they probably mixed some of these, the remains of some of these men together. I mean, it was a complete desecration of anything these guys did in the first place. And so you wonder, well, what brought this down? Well, we know from eyewitnesses who were there, because there were gunships that were, that were following Extortion 17 through the valley, that they witnessed an area on the side of the mountain, and because of the way they had to go through this this valley, which, from what I understand, this is not the normal way they would have went through, they pass right by this area on the side of the mountain, and there is an RPG that's fired at Extortion 17, which takes it out. The interesting thing is, I think it's for about three minutes, this helicopter is just sitting in the air still in this area before it's hit. There's no communication. The, the, the ships that are, that are gunships there don't have any communication from them. And all of a sudden, the helicopters hit. Now, you heard on here Don Brown talk about uh, some of the autopsies. There's at least three autopsies that we have, or that we know of, in which bullets were found in the bodies of the men aboard Extortion 17. And some people have said, oh, well, this is cook-off rounds. It's because, you know, it got too hot in there and it set off the bullets. And Don said, this is nonsense. You can take a box of bullets and throw it in a fire and you'll have cook-off rounds and they're not going to hurt anybody because they don't have any anything solid behind them from which to, to get some velocity to fire off. They're just going to pop. And yet... Not only did they record that there were bullets there, they threw away the bullets. So we don't know if we don't know what happened there. Are you starting to see why this is a big deal? I was told that millions and not to make it about money, but just so you kind of get an idea of the value of these men aboard this thing. I mean, 
no, you can't put a price on people's lives. You really can't. Even if the person is what they say don't have any quality of life, maybe they have some kind of a, a of a degenerative disease. Maybe they're born with some kind of um, you know def, uh, defects in their body. You can't put a price on somebody's life. You just can't do it. But I can tell you this. Millions of dollars were invested in each one of these SEALs in their training. And you just don't kill a bunch of Navy SEALs in one place. You just don't do it. It's, it doesn't happen. And yet it happened here. It happened here. Um, we have several other things that, that went on that were, were very strange. Um. These, again, as I said, the unidentified Afghan, Afghanis on board Extortion 17. Uh, we had a U.S. Admiral's aide that said this is a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal because <laughs> you're not supposed to, to be having people on there that you haven't identified. That just seems like common sense, doesn't it? That you're going to know who's on there. They still, to this day, have not said who, is, who these Afghanis are that are on there. There's there's a lot more to this, and I I don't want to get in too deep today. I kind of want to just give you an introduction to this if you haven't heard of it before, because the fact of the matter is this is far bigger than what people got worked up about Benghazi, and that was enough to get worked up about. It really was, okay? Um, so I've I've titled this, Joe Biden has still not been brought to justice for more than two dozen men's deaths. Okay. So what is it that Joe Biden did that had a direct result in the deaths of these men aboard Extortion 17? Let me tell you. This is from a report I did back, I don't know when I did this. It's been a while. (laughs) It's been, it's been years. Um, Boy, I hit the wrong button there. At a gathering at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Washington, D.C., for the 50th anniversary of the Atlantic Council, a mere two days after the raid, this is the alleged raid on Osama bin Laden, Vice President Joe Biden remarked to the audience, quote, Let me briefly acknowledge tonight's distinguished honorees, Admiral Jim Stavridis, I believe is how you pronounce his name. If I, if I mess that up, I apologize. Is the real deal. He could tell you more about and understands the incredible, the phenomenal, the just, almost unbelievable capacity of his Navy SEALs. That's where he outed them. And what they did last Sunday. He's talking about this alleged killing of Osama bin Laden. And what was even more extraordinary was, and I'm sure former administration officials will appreciate this more than anyone, there was still an absolute overwhelming desire to accomplish this mission that although for other or excuse me for over several months we were in the process of planning it and there were as many as 16 members of congress who were briefed on it not a single solitary thing leaked i find that absolutely amazing <laughs> not a single solitary thing was leaked for all this time and then joe biden leaks it this was done by the navy seals Defense Secretary Panetta goes over to Afghanistan and in a tent meeting that's not secure, he says it's not just the Navy SEALs, it's SEAL Team 6. 
Now, again, this would be, I don't know how you say it any other way but treason. You have given your enemies, you have not kept your big pie hole shut, and as a result of it, dozens of men are dead, Americans, at the hand of your enemies? Wait a minute. For the Obama administration, these people are not enemies, they are allies. Let me say that again. These people were not enemies to the Obama administration, they were allies. Joe Biden is is allied with America's enemies, not with Americans. He is a traitor. I can say it unlike Donald Trump can in the fact that I'm not in the position to bring justice. Because you can bet your bottom dollar, if I had a DOJ that wasn't doing the job and wasn't taking these guys down and starting to bring justice, I'd fire every single person in the DOJ and bring in some people who actually had some experience doing it and bring them in to do it. But that didn't happen. And as a result of that, you've got the traitor-in-chief, the sniffer-in-chief, sitting in the White House, acting and pretending as though he's the President of the United States, when he should have been strung up for his involvement in the deaths of these men on Extortion 17. You say, that's pretty harsh language, Tim. Well, isn't it about time we had some harsh language about this? about the criminals in our midst that our forefathers would have took, they would have put them through due process, and then they would have taken them out, and they would have either shot them, or they would have hung them. That's what they would have done. And I can give you numerous examples of them doing it. But that's the thing we leave off, isn't it? We leave off justice because we're Christian. No, we're not Christian. We're we're acting as antichrists. We're not acting as Christians. We're acting as antichrists. We're saying your crimes are okay. They're just, they're covered. You know, but for the grace of God, where I, would I go there? And I understand that more than anybody. But for the grace of God, would I go in these directions? I've been there. Not in this scenario, but I've been there. And the fact of the matter is, because we leave off justice, we leave off, really, the face of God. We don't allow people to see God as He is. Bradley and I were talking about this the other day. Speaking about a specific prayer issue that I had, and uh, you know, I said, "Boy, I, you know, I hope that God would be merciful to them and turn them without bringing some kind of harsh punishment upon them." And Bradley says, well, "You know, oftentimes the lessons we learn the best are the ones where we receive the harsher punishment." And I agree, we do, we do. But over and over again, and we go back to the Constitution, we can pull up the Constitution, Congress is supposed to define what treason is. Now, let me tell you something. I, I, I want to ask you guys something, not, not to really get <clears throat> on the political stage here. But a lot of you out there who are Republicans who are so angry when Democrats went after Donald Trump for things... Honestly, I said on there, I didn't see anything. But the the issue was that you were mad because he was being impeached twice. 
And again, I, I've said, I don't think he should have been impeached over those things. He had plenty of stuff he could have been impeached for constitutionally. And I've told people, if you're going to go put him back in office, which you should, because I think he did win the election, you're going to have to turn right around and call for his impeachment on these things that he did as president that were violations of the Constitution. Some of them even treasonous towards us. Go read what the USMCA does in giving up our sovereignty. Okay? But the fact of the matter is, now you've got a guy in the office who doesn't even belong there. I don't see any articles of impeachment going up from the uh, the Republican rah-rah uh, group. I don't see them pushing that. I just see the talk of how bad things are, of what the Biden administration is doing. I don't see any offensive measure to bring him to justice. Where's that at, guys? And you can start with extortion 17, by the way. This is a crime that's been committed. Okay? Why don't we get that? Oh, well, we don't want to look like uh, conspiracy theorists. We, we want to focus on the, on the things that matter. Uh, that's, that's the attitude. They leave off justice. Proverbs 21.15 tells us this. When justice is done, it is a joy to the righteous, but a terror to evildoers. That's what Romans 13 is about. They they punish the evildoers, those in authority, and they praise the righteous, those who do good. You know, we have quoted many times uh, from the book of Amos, chapter 5, let justice run down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. Where's that happening in America? We've got governors violating their oath of office. We've got mayors violating their oath of office. We've got representatives and senators both at the state and the federal level violating their oath of office. Where's the justice? Where's the justice for these SEALs and their brothers who were aboard Extortion 17? Where's the justice for this? Charles Savage. What, what, what about his son? You say, who's Charles Savage? Well, or excuse me, Char- Charles Strange. Charles Strange, I'm sorry. Charles Strange. And his son. Here's what Charles had to say about his son's words. And his son had taken him aside and said, Dad, I've, I've got my stuff in order. I've prepared my will. And here's what, here's what his dad said. Something's going on with the team. Something, somebody's leaking things out. Something's going on. And he was asked, your son knew he was being sent to his death? And Charles Strain said, they knew. They knew something was up, every one of them. Now here's something else. His son is Michael Strange, by the way. They knew the target was on their back by their own government. And they didn't run and hide. They continued to do their duty, but they warned those that they loved. You know, the Bible says that greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Specifically, the Lord Jesus is the one who does that. 
He sets the example unlike anybody else. Quietly as a sheep before his shearer is what the Bible says. He opened not his mouth. He went not because he was a criminal. And by the way, for, um, what's his name? Ben Shapiro. You need to get your history together, bruh. Pushing your antichrist agenda and your talk out of your mouth. Jesus was not a rebel. Jesus was the king of glory who came here to pay for the sins of men. That's what his name means. He shall be called Jesus for he will save his people from his from their sins. You need to get that right. And here are these men. They cared about their families. They warned them. Despite people like uh, uh, Joe Biden and Leon Panetta outing them, putting the target on their back, they went and did what they were trained to do. And they cared enough about their families to warn them. This is on us. We want to make sure you're okay. Take care of business here. Do these things. There's a lot of stuff in this. Uh, I would highly recommend, and I'm going to put in the link here, uh, Don Brown's book. Because he goes through the official cult report. I've got uh, documents. They're well over a gigabyte of documents that I've got that was at, allegedly accidentally given to the families with all the photos from the valley, all the photos of the downed helicopter, all of the other things that are there. And um, I'm going to try to find it because I think I've got it stored on another hard drive. One of them crashed on me, so I hope I didn't lose it. But I think I may have it in the cloud somewhere. So I'm going I'm to try to have that up sometime this week in one of the archives. I'm going to have the uh, link to Don Brown's book as well as um, Billy Vaughn's book, Betrayed. And I tell you, if you want to see how his son honored the Lord, uh, what kind of a Christian Aaron Vaughn was, you really ought to read, if you don't get to read anything, read the first chapter in that book, Betrayed, uh, which by Billy, Billy Vaughn. And it's, a, it's an incredible testimony to the kind of life he lived and the miraculous works of God to put Aaron in the seals because he had had some, um, some damage to his legs that they said, you can't, you can't be a seal. You'll, you'll never be a seal. You, you've got to, you've had these tears and ligaments and stuff like that. I, things that I don't understand. I don't, I don't fully understand all those muscles and stuff. But they said, you'll never be able to do it. And he actually became a seal. And God's hand was in it. There's no question that he was. But again, where is justice? Where is it? We were promised justice. We didn't get it. And now we have a man in the White House, illegitimately there, and no justice. Let me ask you, America. Your foundations are the Bible. They are. Long before the Constitution was written, our state laws were based upon the Bible. And yeah, the issue of treason, yep, that's based in Scripture. The issue of where you're complicit in the murder of other people, yep, you, you remember Proverbs 1 teaches us not to go with those who want to lay in wait for innocent blood that they can get gain. Stay away from them. 
Yep, that's all that seems to be abounding in Washington, D.C., for sure. The Bible tells us, learn to do good. Seek justice. Correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless and plead the widow's cause. Many of these men left behind their children. Many of these men left behind their wives. And we let Joe Biden sit in the White House. Let me ask you something. What do you think should be done to a people who let that happen? Not Joe Biden, to us. That we leave off justice to the point that we're leaving orphans and widows, not orphans, totally, many of them have their mothers, an extended family, no doubt, but we're leaving them without a father. And we're letting the criminal who couldn't keep his mouth shut to protect them, we're letting him sit in the People's White House pretending he's president while he attacks us. Friends, if we're not going to repent, we are the government here. Read the first part of your Constitution. It doesn't say you, the government, you, the elected. It says we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice. Well, where has that gone to? We haven't established justice. We're denying justice. Ensure domestic tranquility and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Well, all right. Let's establish some justice. You say, well, who do we vote for? If that is your question, if that's your question to me right now, you still are not awake. I don't care how much you say you are. It's not about that. I'm talking about what's our duty. What's our duty to bring about justice? And I've told you over and over again, the only people mentioned in the Constitution to enforce the law is the president and the people in the militia. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. When are we going to get up and do our duty? When are we going to start putting that together so that we can bring justice? It's the music tree really loud. and the strong tree. When are we going to do that? I hope it's today. Today is the day of salvation, right? Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central. We'll be back with you, Lord willing, tomorrow at 6 a.m. with Stephen Spivey and Fallen Angel Extortion 17. Don't miss it. See ya.